internet brand strategist Sandra Beck interviews top business coaches, speakers, authors, and thought leaders to bring you the best business tips, tricks, and techniques to give your idea the best possible chance for success. From writing your first novel, to telecommuting from home, to taking your small business to infinity and beyond. Now here's your host, Sandra Beck. everybody, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here today with professional genealogist and best-selling author Angela Breidenbach. And I'm so excited to talk about careers in genealogy because I always thought you just looked up dead people and told people they're Scottish or German or whatever. I had no idea there's forensic genealogy, there's error tracing, there's all these different things. We're going to talk about them today. And what's great about these is they make great second, third or fourth careers. They make great hobbies that you can turn into careers. You can take it and become a volunteer for different things. It's also great if you move a lot, like our military families. There's so many different things you can do. We're going to explore that today with professional genealogist Angela Breidenbach. And for those of you following along at home, you can go to genealogicalstudies.com. That's the International Institute of Genealogical Studies. She's here on behalf of them. And I'm so excited because there's so many cool things to talk about. I'm just thrilled. Thank you so much for having me. I um the the name International Institute of Genealogical Studies. Say that 10 times fast. <laughs> hey, I did it. I did it once. That's all I need to do. I'm done with it for the show. You were great. Yeah. Um so you'll see our logo GS on pretty much everything. And one of the the things that I like about that is the pennant with the GS whether you're coming into our Genealogy-wise, where it is just the social media for genealogists. Yeah. So genealogywise.com. Um, so gen- we are rebranding at Genealogy Social, or right. whether you're coming into the school, genealogicalstudies.com, or even if you're just going to our store, genealogystore.com. No Love matter that. what, you know it's us with the pennant and the GS logo. And uh, this, I think it's it's really fun to be a professional genealogist because there, like you said, there are so many things to do. And the thing that shocked me was the wide variety of jobs. And one of the things that I get asked a lot in my position uh, as executive director, every time I answer the phone, every time I answer an email, it's like, well, what kind of a job can I do with this certificate? You know? And so because we're a professional, yeah, right. (laughs) And that's, to me, it's a, it's a wonderful question because it depends on your interest because you're going to find your interest here. And I don't care what you do. You're going to find your interest here. It's amazing. But um, as a, as a professional genealogist, some of the lesser known ones that I think are absolutely fabulous, really hot right now in the market is if you want to be a forensic and DNA genealogist, that one is huge. Um, And especially because, you know, CC more big, tip of the hat to see Seymour for making it a big deal. Now people want to help solve the, you know, the crimes or help find the person that's missing. Um, I think that's wonderful. Um, but if, if that's not your cup of tea and you don't want to work in, in law enforcement, that's okay. That's just one small arena it just happens to be hot right now. Um, because she, she made it a big splash with it and it's, it's wonderful. Good for her. And so you can come and get your, your certificate if you want to learn how to do stuff like that. 
um, continuing education credits for like uh, librarians or museum docents. Mm -hmm. That is a big deal. But another one that's really hot right now, and oh, and I should say that a lot of times the museums or the um, schools or the libraries will also pay for that education, that continuing education as a benefit to your your employment. So if you're out there, librarian or a museum docent, come see us. We can help you get those education credits, help you manage your um, genealogy collections in libraries and museums. It's really cool. Um, And along with that, we happen to have... uh, we have one student who happened to mention this to me the other day, which brought it to my to the front of my mind. And it was that he works in a museum and he doesn't just catalog museum pieces. He tells the stories behind them. This is fascinating, Angela. I'm just going to jump in for a second because now is a good time to thank our sponsor. And today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. You can visit betterhelp.com slash coach talk today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash coach talk. And we're talking today with professional genealogist Angela Breidenbach. And we're talking about career changes and careers you can have within the genealogy field that you never knew about. One of the things that I really love about BetterHelp is it can help you by pairing you with a therapist to help you figure out the best way to make a career change, the best way to make a a start in a new career or your first career. You know, these are really big decisions and to have a therapist help you identify your values, your goals, and your dreams independent of your family and friends who are well-meaning but tell you what to do. Getting to know yourself and embracing who who you are and choosing to live your dream, you know, maybe that jives with the people around you. Maybe it doesn't. You're going to need some help making these decisions. And that's what I love about BetterHelp. That's what I loved about my therapist who helped me create my current career that I am right now as I became a single mom. I needed a lot of help putting those pieces together. And a therapist is invaluable because they focus on you. They have no hidden agenda and they help you figure out what you want amidst all the noise. You know, you can learn positive coping skills, you can learn how to set boundaries, but you can also connect with sides of yourself that maybe were dormant or maybe shouted down by well-meaning friends and family. It's really a good tool to have a therapist by your side, especially when you're making career decisions. What I love about BetterHelp is it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. If you are thinking of a career change, if you are thinking to hire a therapist and you want to find more balance with BetterHelp, visit betterhelp.com slash coach talk to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash coach talk. Now, Angela, you have another couple cool jobs you can do with a genealogy degree. As a professional genealogist organizer, you can go into their home, help them organize all of their um, inherited pieces, write the stories for them. You can put that into a book or a scrapbook. You can put that into um, their wills and um, this and their trusts and ways that as they pass it on, it's remembered and they understand it. You can help them get their museum pieces or their inherited pieces valuated. Um, there's just that's a huge one right now for people who are trying to, especially now you see the Swedish um, death cleaning has become a show and become a thing, oh, right? Sure. So, um, it's it's actually always been a thing. As we get into our golden years, we want to be able to pass on something special. Um, I'll point to this right back here. This is a a purple, it's called an amethyst glass blown. And it's a picture from Sweden, right? It's from the 1850s. 
How much do you think that's worth? I don't know. A couple hundred bucks. Yeah, that's right. About a hundred. It was about 10 years ago. It was about $150. Do you know what though? Do you know why it's not worth that much and why it's not worth even stealing, but it's worth passing on. The story (laughs) is that this design and designs in Sweden in the 1850s and around then were stolen from the originals. And then they were knockoffs. This is a knockoff, but it's right. But I sent it over to a museum docent in a glass museum. And I sent photos of it all around, including the bottom, looking for markings. The the Swedish toll painting on it is stunning. It's gorgeous. It's hand done, hand blown, but it's a stolen design. And so there's a story in my family. So my um, great-great-grandmother or someone got it, passed it to my great-grandmother, passed it to my aunt who gave it to my grandma at 16 years old and told her to go make her way in the world. This was her inheritance. Oh. <gasps> that and so I want that story and I did write that story down for my family for my children but it's been passed through the female line so this goes to my daughter now she has two sons what happens if she doesn't have a daughter right she has a choice she can choose to pass it on to a niece or she can choose to pass it on to one of her son's daughters if they have one and with the story, right? So this is stuff that you can help people do as they as they come into their um, golden years where they're like, I, I really want to catalog these stories. I really want to know what yeah. these things are. And so that was a pretty special thing for me to be able to do for myself, but I could do that for others, right? As yeah, a it's like antique roadshow, but with, with history and with family, you know, within it, not just the value of the object. Right in your own home. And they can help you figure out how to value it, you know, getting the museums or the specialists or whatever involved. But ultimately, it's it's really so that you can pass that on. Most people don't want to necessarily sell everything, right. but they do want to know the story behind it. Sometimes they just want the photo of the item taken. None of their downline wants it, you know. So if no one in a descendancy wants it, then they're, they can catalog it, put it into uh, a museum themselves but have a photo and the story at home in their scrapbook. So there's all sorts of choices that you help them make. And we go back to that ethics. What's the right thing to help that person do? And um, it belongs to them at that time. So they get to make the choice, you know? Well, I would imagine as a writer, you know, or an author, like this is rich with stories. Yes. You get to also be a family historian. That's another uh, personal historian. You can go in and interview. I know you've done this with the Smithsonian on some of the the Jewish children that were repatriated. World War II that were displaced with their families and cataloging their stories. That's a personal historian. And so you can go in and do that for individuals. Families can hire you to do that. Companies will hire you to do that for their, maybe they want the history of their company done. Uh, towns, villages, areas, uh, will also counties, oh. they want that, those stories written, that's very lucrative. Uh, farm and house history, very lucrative, especially if you can write. You ha- And so we have classes that teach you how to write, yeah. teach you how to be a personal historian, teach you how to video uh, or record, you know, whatever it is that that person wants you to do for them. Um, we also can help you learn how to do a website, which um, is honestly, it's a great way to preserve history. There's ways to do um, blogs where you write about each of those items or each of the stories from different people in your family, and you can have them all organized in, in their own family website. So wow. there's lots of different ways that you can do that. Those are hot right now. Um, 
And there's also one of the hottest, and it's very little known. If you have any technology or IT training at all, mm-hmm. that is a really lacking skill in the genealogy world. We need people who can build websites, who can build and design programs that uh, that help us do the job of genealogy. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah. So if you love genealogy, it's a lot better if you know genealogy and design than if you're coming out at cold oh, and sure. super high in demand very lucrative, right? And then of course you've got air tracing and you've got descendancy. So for Christmas, my mother-in-law, we she's 94, we gave her a gift of her descendancy chart, very artistically designed. If you're an artist, you can combine that into your talents, you know, to and what I would say is as a professional genealogist, um you want to be well-rounded in your own strengths. So for instance, I I like DNA And I can answer lots of questions about it, but I don't want to go into the forensic uh, part of it, right? But I might mix that little bit of DNA and help you come to learn about your family and write them in a story and be able to give a very reasonable description in a historic book, whether it's fictionalized or whether it is nonfiction. Um, I could sit with you and help you learn to write your own um, memoir, Ah. I could, you know, that kind of thing, but you could also ghostwrite for your clients, you know, so like tech plus genealogy, writing plus genealogy, art plus genealogy, right. or even research plus, you know, if, if people like to be researcher or they're a former journalist or somebody with some sort of investigative yeah. background, all of those would be in alignment with making you unique and valuable and saleable. And especially in your own area. So for instance, uh, if I can't go into like the Ukraine, there are still people in the Ukraine guarding and working within uh, genealogical records. I could hire a Ukrainian uh, to do that, a Ukrainian uh, genealogist. But in addition to that, like for us with the International Institute of Genealogical Studies, we have very specific um, instructors. So our professors, we have a director of Irish studies who lives in Dublin. Her name is Claire Bradley. And so she's rewriting and um, and doing some amazing things within our Irish courses. I'm so excited uh, for what she's been doing. She's so fast at her writing, right? And so she's a course writer. So that's another job. Teaching, another job. Um, just going in and volunteering is awesome. But you have the opportunity to look at what are my strengths? What are my interests? You know, and some of the things that are really fun are if you if you find out somebody has a particular um, collection, right? Um, not just documenting their collection and telling the stories about the collection, but maybe tracking back some of that and telling the stories of people who might have owned it before. Oh. Same thing as farm history, right? Um, and then uh, working for different places like Ancestry, Family Search, My Heritage. Um, I love all those groups. There's also Find My Past. There's different um, magazines that um, hire editors and things like this. So not only your writing skills, not only your research skills, uh, but research again, um, let's say you live near an archive, right? And then other people will hire you to go into that archive. Once you get known in a particular archive, then they give you a little bit more leeway and you can uh, get a little bit more out of the archive than what the average person can get. So it's really nice if you're in that particular area. Um, running, like for us, we we run online education, but we also do 
Zoom meetings like this to give one-on-one um, -on -one help to students, answer questions, that kind of a thing. But uh, I think it's important too that you can go be a part of conferences and you can, maybe you want to be a speaker. So we have lecturing courses that you can take. That's really mm -hmm. fun. Um, there's, we have English uh, records, Scottish records, Irish records, similar, but very different. You need to understand how, and some different, and Australian, um, you know, German, Italian, so uh, US, Canadian, and anywhere you, and we have uh, particular groups of like First Nations or um, tribal communities around the world, mm -hmm. but, uh, particularly where they're trying to repatriate children that could be descendants of children that were taken from their parents. Gotcha put into um, anglicized schools or things like this they're trying to repatriate some of those people or descendants mm -hmm. of those people the other thing that's a really little known job but really really cool is when they're repatriating uh soldiers from um wars oh, wow. right they they'll bring back an unknown soldier and by dna identify them and their parents maybe are past maybe they're world war one world war two 1814 whatever it is um wherever they died they um they no longer have living parents or living siblings or a living spouse so you have to rebuild their tree in a descendancy tree to wow. find out who has the right to claim and bury that body for that soldier i mean it gives me the chills to think about repatriating those soldiers right it does it does i mean that's fascinating that you know because you think about well the tomb of the unknown soldier well now we have dna we know who he is, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm I sure can find if we a, don't, can find out who he is, right? Well, and how cool <laughs> it would be to be like the one who finally, you know, granddad disappeared and, you know, grandma raised us and maybe remarried and, you know, the line continued. But, you know, for, for a grandchild to be able to put their grandfather to rest after all these years. It's absolutely stunning. And one of the things that happened for me, which really gave me the chills about this topic is when my dad passed away in 2014 i knew he was in the air force but he always said oh i didn't really do anything you know and uh he wasn't involved in any wars so he didn't think he'd really done anything but he doesn't consider himself a veteran right and uh so uh, he considered himself a veteran but not one of any importance right right my dad's the same way because he didn't actively fight in a war right well it turns out um, that the chaplain who was helping us in his hospice time where he passed went and did research on my dad's record. And it, it was really sad. He didn't make it back. We, my dad passed away um, in about um, 530 in the evening. And he, the chaplain walked in like five minutes after that. But it was still beautiful because he brought with him a flag and sorry, he draped his body with the American flag. And then he read to me and my brothers what my dad's contribution to the United States of America was. And it was absolutely stunning because my dad had been a part of the Cold War. He had been an integral part in um, some particular uh, issues that happened with that. And he had helped to build, I, th I knew of one set of missiles he had built, but he had actually helped to build some that were um, on guard for America for like, I can't remember how many years, 30, 40, 50 years. It was an it was unbelievable amount of time. I wish I remembered the years, but uh, I was there looking at my dad and thought, wow, I had no idea about this about you. So you can give that back to a family 
where they can get to know something about their loved one that maybe they didn't know. Maybe, maybe they just, they didn't want to share it. A lot of World War II vets didn't want to share it. A lot right, of they're part of that greatest generation where they're just, this is what I did. It wasn't anything special. Yeah. And there's, there may be, um, you know, sometimes I think we discredit someone as they age where we should honor them. Yeah. And we, we don't see, we see them as the, um, the old man or the old woman and we're getting our gray hair right. you know, and we're getting our wrinkles and, and they don't see us as that vibrant human being that we are and right. that is still within us. And I think by connecting the stories of that person, um, they can not only encourage you, but that's where you get that sense of belonging from that sense of joy and connection and awe. And I think that awe is really wonderful because a lot of times I don't want to say I love going to funerals. That's not what I mean, but I love hearing no. the stories at funerals because you learn something about that person that you would have never known and they would have never said about themselves. Right. A professional genealogist has the ability to, yes, have a lucrative career, lots of different opportunities. And there's so many more. There's There's just so many more jobs I haven't even touched on. But I think what's really important is in the end, you help us connect and remember and belong. Mm. And I think that for me, getting the the sense of those heroic stories encourage me and show me that somebody that went before did something, so maybe I can too. The cautionary tales show me what I don't want to do. And then help me understand because I can see maybe a bigger picture why they did what they did. Wow. And that's another way of understanding a, a cautionary tale. And instead of calling them a black sheep, right? They may have had a reason for stealing a loaf of bread. Sure. But in one case, we saw uh, one of our students uncovered about their ancestor that their grandmother thought that they just stolen a loaf of bread and they got thrown in prison for that. And as she uncovered, no. He stole a lot more than that, right? So it became a much bigger cautionary tale around it. And then um, another part is just that, like I said before, the overcoming. What did it take for them? And a lot of times uh, they left family behind that they knew they would never see again. And the Irish had a tradition of doing a living wake, which was, we know you're going off into the world. We know we'll never see you again. And they surround them with with that love and that party and they celebrate their life with them right there and to me yeah if you were never going to see someone again and you went through that party and you love them and you left um what what is life now in that disconnect in a in a distant continent right. you know how did they get the courage to do that or why were they forced to do that and how did they overcome that really difficult challenge it's so encouraging to me because I feel like sometimes we, in this day and age, everything is too easy mm -hmm. and, and we don't try hard enough or we don't understand the grit that has been given to us through the DNA of our ancestors. And oh, we need to love that. That's so beautiful. Well, and it also answers some of the mysteries. You know, there are some mysteries on my mom's side of the family that I wonder about today. And, you know, my mom's passed on and she was an only child and her parents are dead. So, you know, to answer some of the mysteries, because, you know, we all have those things in our family tree, those stories that goes, well, that just doesn't make sense. Like, 
something had to happen. Like you talk about the loaf of bread, like it was more than a loaf of bread. Right. I wanted to know why my family had moved from uh, one state across um, the country in a covered wagon to another state and nobody would ever answer. I did find the reason for that mystery. And it was a, a, a misbehavior of, an, of a member of the family and the rest of the family was just mortified. And so they up and moved, <laughs> you know, but it took a lot of uh, research to discover that. And it had been a national scandal of all things. Wow. There's a cautionary tale right there. And so I think there's a lot more to it. I think sometimes it helps explain the behavior of people today. Um, sometimes there's a lot of, of addiction or mental illness or maybe diabetes or some other illness in your family. And sometimes it's really nice to find that out early. Right. If you can find out, for instance, in my family, there's a lot of um, diabetes too. Um, I'll be 59 next month and I have never, ever been touched with diabetes because um, I knew that about my family. So I've been very careful with um, how I do my diet, you know, around this. Yes, I have fun and all that, but I'm really careful. I don't drink a lot of soda. I don't drink a lot of sugar. I don't do a lot of that. And I try to pay attention to uh, my own health because of that. And another part of professional genealogy now is that you can actually help people do that exact thing. Because then when they get their DNA tests done, whether it's through my heritage ancestry, um, there's another one called Living DNA in Great Britain that can help you um, find where in Great Britain your origins come from. They all do these um, health tests. And so you can get a lot of information, like you can find out what vitamins you should be taking or what foods you should avoid. But you can also find out um, if you want, and this is the other part of the ethics. Do you want to know if you're prone to something like Parkinson's or um, do you want to know if you're prone to Alzheimer's or some other type of degenerative disease? Mm -hmm. Do you want to know that? Right. And if you do, and I'm going to, and I would then as a professional tell you, but I would come back to you with my professionalism would be, this is what this says. It doesn't mean it's going to happen to you. It's just mm -hmm. that it is in your lineage and you tested that it could happen to you. So here are some ways to help mitigate that. Right. That would be a smart genome. Right. We don't have to live into the diagnosis or live into the, the um, you know, but I think, it, you know, it, you raise a lot of ethical questions, um, you know, especially, you know, as we get close to the end of the show, like so many of my friends, I have a few that are, were adopted at birth and they know nothing about their birth parents, how to find out something about their health history. Right. And so it's really crucial. So when you do the, the DNA testing, it's very, very helpful. But if you, for instance, know early on in your life that um, diabetes 2 is an issue for the older family members, then you can choose a different path. You know, And I think that's something. And for me, um, stroke is prevalent for the older people. But uh, a lot of times I think it came out of that um, diabetes 2. Sure. But I know to watch for those things, you know, and for me, I know that uh, my mother was a uh, paranoid schizophrenic, manic depressive with delusions of grandeur. That's a really tough diagnosis. So I ended up being able when she passed to donate her brain to the brain bank. And I'm also a donor for that. Now I need to teach my family. They know that I want to be a donor for that. 
and they need to check in to make sure those programs are still going. They need to check in because when I go, that decision and that choice has to happen because I have to write that out and they have to work on it because if I die and they put, um, they put me on, uh, the breathing, uh, I can't artificial, right. It will, it will destroy my brain. And that means they won't be able to use it for the study to find out why she had it, but I didn't. And when we go back into my ancestry, we find out that my grandmother's sister also had a mental illness. And so are they related? You know, is there something there? Um, You know, you want to do a little bit more building out of the health family tree. And then um, what can you do to either mitigate it or maybe help science if you want to, like I do. Right. Right. So I'm a brain donor. So when I pass uh, my family, if they're present at all, (laughs) they know that they're supposed to pack my head in ice. And I mean, that's a scary thing to think about in your death. And when you're, and when you're preparing for something like that, but your professional genealogist can maybe help you figure that out through your family trees. And uh, you can tell them what you want to discover and let them help guide you. And then you yourself get to make the choice. And that is crucial. I love that. I love that. So I want you guys to go check out the International Institute of Genealogical Studies. That's genealogicalstudies.com. Our guest today has been Angela Breidenbach. She's also written fabulous books. So you can check her out at angelabreidenbach.com. And Angie is one of your social media handles. But (laughs) I'm so grateful that you came on the show today because I feel like I've learned so much more. And I have so much more. I have so many more options as I age. And with the baby boomers you know aging into this group i think it's going to be important and if you have an interest in genealogy go to international institute of genealogical studies.com we'll be back again soon with another great episode thank you for listening on behalf of sandra beck we want you to get out there today to make more money with less time and effort so you can live the life you want Tune in next week for more tips, tricks, and techniques on Coach Talk Radio.